we live? Yeah, we taking off from here, man. It's the album right here, just let it run. Right? I'm from the city of five cities, we rise and rise to the permanent Two five, John Gotti, Leo the Rock, be a man, the light and product. You shoot a spin, don't see nobody, and hit the lobby, this shit's a homie. I be having fun when I kill, this shit's a time. And the ladies get up, this is where you find me. Bad bitch beside me and behind me. Run from the Ivy Coast, I think it's a mommy. It's a dub, so you fuck niggas. Should be thinking dirt nap if I tuck niggas. Better know what's rough niggas. Got that retro from my touch figures. Guess who the little rap niggas? Uh, uh, back to the money, back to the block. Uh, uh, I'll be the one making it hot. how we vibe podcast you already know what it is it's your girl chris i got retro ruck in the building what's gucci yo 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 what's goody <laughs> so we in here and that shit was fire good looks good looks good looks so so let's let's just get straight into it okay so, so tell me about everything you got going on i'm hearing the music i'm loving the video I'm all about visuals, so this is dope for me, especially being from the city. The yeah, yeah. nine stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what what was like the inspiration behind it? <coughs> so for one, like uh this is uh this would be like the lead song off of uh, a project I got going mm-hmm. on called Ten Years Later. It's a double a double LP. Nice. Double album. Okay. Double stream, double download, whatever you know you want to call it nowadays for this era. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's called 10 Years Later, A&E. One side is going to be called the anticipation. The other side is going to be called the expectation. So, that's what nice. the A&E stands for. The anticipation yeah. and the expectation. Right. So, mm. And that record right there, it's called, it's a dub as you can hear, kind of like entitled and regular, like, you know, form and stuff like that. Um... The whole inspiration behind that was like, you know, I was sitting up saying to myself, like, uh, I need a, I need a lead single, mm-hmm. but not just a lead single. Like, I need a single that's going to bring me out. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of what happens in my music career, if it goes to the maximum, to the maximum or, you know, like, just falls short, that record still is like, the greatest thing for me that I always feel like, nah, this is something great. And it was the most perfect thing to bring me out. Right. As a solo artist and individual, being who I am, naturally, like, in my mental state, my physical, and just everything about my aura as a person. So, me saying it's a dub is just like a kind of who I naturally am. Like, right. I've always been 
I can say that. That is to true. go against the grain. Right. You know, fuck the industry. Not fuck the industry, but you know, like. I'm going to do what I want, how yeah, I want. You know, right. I, I'm not the pretty boy, so fuck you <laughs> niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, type shit. Like, that's always who I've been. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. that was the best way for me to intro myself even to, like, an industry of music. And rap music would be to say, like, I'm the person that stands on that side. Mm-hmm. Now, with the whole visual, if anybody tracks the visual, it's a couple things in there visually that I did that. You know what I'm saying? I took from individuals that I feel was always rebels of the industry or just innovators or just new people that were creatively different. Right. But they stood on the other side of the tracks of things. So basically I had some shots in there that was like, get at me, dog. Right. From DMX because <laughs> DMX, you know what I'm saying? And that Get At Me Dog yes. song alone, which is like my number one, like, just rap record of all time. Like, if Oh, we going to have to play that. Yeah. Now that you done said that, we going to have to play if it's that. it's just like one just like rap record, like, yo, what's the hardest rap record of all time? Right. I'm going to say Get At Me Dog. Right. Y'all like, niggas want to be killers? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, that's the hardest shit. Right. So then, uh, and then also, I had uh, some shots in there that would remind people kind of like protect your neck, which was like Wu Tang Clan's first video. And also, right. I took it from these people's first video. I didn't take it from when they was from, already you famous, know things famous, like that. I took right. it from their first video because it was my first video. My right. First, that was the first. That's the only one and only video, but to date but it's still my first music video of me trying to shoot a music video in my mind visually mm-hmm. linking up with a director and everything and collabing that way so I had to protect your neck like kind of protect your neck daylight shots in there with GQ who did an amazing job with yeah I had, he did yeah I wanted Q to like kind of shoot from an under angle that would kind of catch the sky and if people remember Protect Your Neck when Wu-Tang was kind of rapping in the daylight right. and they was outside, you could kind of see the sky in the video and the camera right. was like under them, you know? So I wanted to like kind of capture that in a sense, in a way of what I was doing with my shots. I out, love that. Outside. I love that and because I really do love like paying homage. I really feel like paying homage is very important because these are the people who inspire who we are today. Yes. You know, and it's it's Definitely. very important as well, not just for us, you know what I mean? But it's important for them to see it exactly. so that they continue to make greatness for us because they can see, like, yo, people really was listening. People was, they was really feeling us. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, now nah, I got to keep going. You know, that's, exactly. we're fuel for each other. And, like, that's, like, the basis of everything I've been saying, like, throughout this season. This is season three for us, but it's a whole new beginning, new okay. new vibes, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we really trying to push the agenda for real, for real, so that these kids coming after us have the proper guideline that we had. Definitely. You know, everybody used to say we was too grown, but... <laughs> Look at who was teaching us. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, exactly. For real, for real. Our parents was listening to the same stuff that was out that we was listening to. You know what I mean? So, we got to get back to that dynamic so everybody stay on the same page because music is everything. Yeah, it is everything. And it's like, mm, and that dynamic, it, it, 
it does become a little tainted. Yeah. Like right now, and I just think like you know the the world of music, especially our music, what we was making it at the time, mm-hmm. it got really really tainted. Like and now we in a space where it's not ours, so we don't exist together no more. Right. Because the younger generation, you know, they're part of a, like a music industry machine of hip hop, and we were still outside with it. Yeah. Meaning like. Our generation, even though it was the 90s and it's CD and it's the beginning of the computer, it was <laughs> right. still, we were still outside. We were still outside. The era of hip hop, like Condor <laughs> was like, it still was being born. Yeah. Like we still was part of an era that was still birthing the genre. Like, yeah. So, but now it's like, everybody is like, you know, like, like I said, it's a manufactured thing now. Like, now it's like, you know, it's like Ford or any of those types of things. Like, you get what I'm saying? It goes from the human building the car to the machine building the machine. Right. This is what rap is now. Like, to me, in my mind, it's like... I agree. We was the human side of it still. Like, we were still building the car. But now it's like the robot is building the machine of it. Like, so it doesn't matter... What matters outside anymore doesn't matter, or the streets, or the actual element. No. And the vibes and the natural shit of life, of what the way shit used to be outside for people. And so, like, the internet decides what's hot to you now and all that other stuff. And, right. And that's still naturally people, because people control these Instagrams and things like that. That's but, a fact. But, but you know what? It's a lot of artists who are also feeling that same way because Cardi B just recently made a, a post and she was saying like she's so tired of hearing the same type of music. She was like, she really going to bring the bass. You know what I'm saying? Like she's switching it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's a lot of people who are noticing it. They're seeing it for real, for real now. Like, I feel like a lot of people were just completely trying to be blind to it and just going with the flow. But now everybody is like, okay, let's get back to the music. Let's get back to the messages in the music, and let's get back to inspiring everybody. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, but that it's too late. You think so? Yeah, I, know I don't so. think so. Wait, so. let's let's hold on. Let's get this song out, and then we are gonna come back with that thought because you said it's too late, and I gotta get your perspective on that because we smoking and debating. Y'all already know what it is. This is how we vibe podcast. It's your girl Chris. I'm sitting here with Retro Rug. We vibing, we chilling, we smoking, debating, never hating, and we about to play some DMX because you could get at me, dog. Y'all niggas wanna be killers. <laughs> Get at me, dog. 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 Get at me
get at me, dog. Yeah, they just wanna feel us. Get at me, dog. Yeah, they just want the break. Get at me, dog. Now we're there. Look into this for certain niggas. Some hurting niggas. What you doing? Robbing niggas. Jerking niggas. Sticking niggas. Cause they deserve it. When money got murdered. They know we died slow. Cause they hurt. The nigga ain't blew up the spot in a while. And the motherfucker ain't got shot in a while. Just make some light up. Fuck the night up. Everything in sight up. I got a lot of dreams, but I'm not chasing mine. I had to just come back with that. I got a lot of dreams, but I ain't chasing mine. Yeah, I got a lot of dreams, but I ain't chasing mine. That's crazy. Yeah. Big shout out to Rough Riders. Big shout out to Rough Riders to the rescue. I love y'all. I'll be back soon. Yeah. Major, major, major shout out to the Rough Riders. That's that's family for life. For life. For life. Through Mount Vernon. They changed the game for real. Forever. And that's why I said, like, you know, these are the things that I, you know, I, I grew up on. I know mm-hmm. how to be. Like, you know what I'm saying? You remember personally, like, you know, my Definitely. connection. You know right. what I'm saying? And who my family was, like, you know what I'm saying? We all grew up on the same block, so we right. was really connected. And to see their ascension, you know, like, in real life, mm-hmm. like, it's crazy. Like, all of them. Yeah, because you stay connected even when you're disconnected. You know what I'm saying? So, like, And that's, what, that's what's important. Yeah. That's the human experience. You know, I, I feel like even with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what that's that's what it was teaching you as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but when you just completely block out what's going on, you know, then you really get disconnected. <laughs> like, there's a difference between it's different levels. Like, me and my cousin Rome on one of the last episodes of Smoking and Debate, and we were saying that it's different degrees and levels of fire, right? Because I always say, "Oh, that's fire." Yeah. It's different degrees and levels to disconnection. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could still be disconnected from somebody because y'all are both living your lives, but y'all are still connected. You know what I'm saying? Like how I reached out to you on social media. Like, you know what you got going on right now? You know what I'm saying? And you was willing to tell me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's important. Yeah. That means we still connected. No, fast travel. You know? That's that's like the the biggest thing that you need in anything that you do. <laughs> like yeah, that human like, connection is so important. It's definitely important. Nah, 100%. Man. So, let's go back to what you said about it being too late. Yeah. So, just like <laughs> for me really like, I love Kanye, I do. Like for me it's like I just feel like any genre of music has these 10 to 15, 20 year runs. Mm-hmm. And then something new kind of comes. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, 25 years at the most. Now, these genre of music, these genres don't go away. 
not saying it because you know what I'm saying. Like you get what I'm saying. Like, oh yeah, because my playlist is full of it. <laughs> go from gospel to soul to blues to R and B. Right. You know, and the jazz era was in there. You know, before all that, but you know, and jazz turns to funk, and mm-hmm. funk turns to rock or rock. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. All these things. It comes R and B. It turns into disco, then turns into pop. Right. right. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Which eventually all that kind of turned into hip hop. Right. Like, you get what I'm saying? And hip hop, I feel like there was transitions maybe at junctions where you would get crunk music, mm-hmm. things like that. That's where, at that point, If they gave us so to sum up everything that I'm saying, I just feel like the actual genre of hip hop has been changed already. Yeah. Into other forms of music that they've never given credit that should be a genre of music. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like I feel like maybe there should be another genre of music. Maybe there's... Yeah, I just said that, like, last week. Maybe we should have an alternative hip-hop, <laughs> and maybe that that's what maybe little Uzi Vert and these types of people are. Right. And maybe if we started to specify these genres, then it would be easier to make a better industry... Right. Of equal music and of value. And then people wouldn't have to feel like they had to do certain things just to get on. Right. Or make certain records just to get on in certain ways. And maybe there would be more money in the industry for it. But everybody's still so greedy. Right. Meaning the industry is still so greedy that nobody's going to see it like that. And what's going to happen is they're going to drown out. A whole genre and a whole culture and a whole legacy of something just you trying know, to still today, get the last dollar. And today, I don't mean to cut you off. I um, I took a walk and I was just thinking, um, because I downloaded the app Rap Chat. I was telling you about that earlier, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's a freestyling app, so yeah. you know, I told you I've been like doing a little bit of rapping and all that, you yeah. know. So <laughs> I was using the app, and the whole time I was just thinking, like, hmm. The art of freestyling is gone. <laughs> like, does that mean hip-hop is dead? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because people really be, like, writing down a whole rhyme and then going into a, a battle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not freestyling. But they think that they're freestyling because they're remembering it without the paper. That's how you know the whole art of freestyling, the thought of what it is. You know, it's it's gone. It's lost in translation. Yeah. So it's like, you know... um, Big shout out to Bay. I see you made a mentor. We be in here doing word association. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he'll start talking about bread. You know what I'm saying? And then we go back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you get to learn how to actually free- freestyle so it don't die out. You know what I'm saying? Because now, a lot of things that are being said in these songs, like, I used to literally decode songs on purpose you know what i'm saying write it down in my notebook like oh my god that's what they said you know remember it that way but now like i don't even have the desire to know 
what it is that they're saying. Like, because I just don't even, the visuals be throwing me off. What I hear when they saying what they saying be throwing me off. The beats be fire, though. You know, so the, because the beat is fire and I love music the way I love music, oh, I'm listening. Yeah. And that's that's really what it is. Like, they're not saying anything of value to me. So I'm not paying attention to the words. And I'm a lyricist. I love to see the words. I love to look at the words when people put them in their booklets and all of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and money, power, respect, come on. The locks. <laughs> Jada, I see you. I be shouting people out. They said I'm cloud chasing. I said I'm giving shout outs. <laughs> Y'all call it what you want. <laughs> but yeah, like, nah, that, um, I mean, everything has changed over the, over the years. Yeah. The whole freestyling game, the whole emceeing game, you know, you know, it happened that way because the shit wasn't in the studio, the shit wasn't even born in music. It wasn't born in the studio or... And even when it was born, like, they still didn't take it into the studio until, like, a couple years after. And right. And when they did that. Everything was together. Yeah. It was an in and out type process, kind of. So, like, <clears throat> but even still, like, you know, people, like, you know, as the years go further and further, like, it just became different, you know? Yeah. The people that would be younger would take it to different plateaus. People would start to talk about different things because different people would start to rap. Yeah. You know, now, like, you know what I'm saying? When you first see it, you don't know who the men are that's in, like, the Sugar Hill Gang or, like... Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Run DMC just seemed like cool <laughs> dudes. Like, they yeah. wasn't... They don't seem like drug dealers, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> LL is some 14-year-old kid that came off the block. Right. This is the makings of this shit. Man. Like, you get what I'm saying? So now, a couple years later, you start adding more and more people. Like, you get what I'm saying? You don't, I don't know what KRS-1 to me seems like to be, like, you know, maybe like a 5% like, one of those types of people that right. would be on the corner kicking to you, the street knowledge, the wisdom, yeah. all those types of things. But he knew some people. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so, but, and I'm just saying that to say, like, now as the years come along, you end up with people that would be, like, maybe Pop mm-hmm. or Biggie. Matt, Snoop, now these is different kids. Yeah. That's doing different things. Snoop is a whole gangbanger from the West. Right. Like, you get what I'm saying? Right. You get what I'm saying? These niggas is different niggas. Right. So they got different shit to speak about. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. all the while, the style is still growing. The beats is kind of getting faster. The sample is getting different. It's coming off of different machines. It's no longer like just maybe just the two turntables. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Equipment. Right. Digital state of the art sound computers start to take play more into the nineties. So it's just like you know what I'm saying. Like you the know world, what though? The world of music started to move much faster. Yeah. And our space. But see, time. and that's why I feel like now is the time to just slow it down a little bit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like big shout out to Pooh, but I love you, cousin. You know because but I feel like Brand Nubian came out with slow down. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And the song might have been before it's time. But I feel like right now, it's very relevant. We got to slow down. Everybody uh-huh. moving so fast. And nobody's really paying attention. We got to slow down. So if we could just do that, then everything else would fall into place. And then we could get back to the basics. Like, 
The Get Down. Did you watch The Get Down on Netflix? Yeah, I watched The Get Down. That shit was fire. But what I be trying to say, too, also, too, like, in the industry, like, so, for instance, right? See how we listen to the Money Power Respect, right? Mm-hmm. You hear his verse, Jada Kid's verse, all these types of things. To where rap became, it's like you was never gonna freestyle something like this, no matter who you are in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You get what I'm saying? People commend people for freestyling. Right. Just because they're not messing up. Right. <laughs> this is just realness. Right. If a nigga come in the room and the beat is playing and it's just like he just kicks some shit out of his head and it's like as long as he makes sense and he don't mess up, right. you're going to respect that. And he say that. some clever shit, you yeah. like, oh, this nigga's clever. But <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't hard-hitting. Yeah. It ain't amazing bars. It ain't no witty shit that's going to make you think. Like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. It just was, oh, this motherfucker just came in the room and just <laughs> rapped. Like, yo, you know he just rapped about everybody in the room, but he only said, like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, this is how I do this is you, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then like he looks at somebody in the room and he says a couple lines. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, now nah, that's not to disrespect nothing, right? But this is the essence of freestyle. Right. So I'm not trying to disrespect nothing, but this is the essence of freestyle. And yeah. now there are some people that go off the top of the head and they do say some witty things. Yeah, not gonna lie, I'm pretty witty. I'm so. You know what I'm saying? There's some people that's way faster than others. I've always been the one that that girl that's in the room with all the rappers, and you put on a beat, and I become a rapper. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I can say some clever shit because I can put some words together. You heard? I'm a writer. I said I'm a writer. When you're a writer, you think words constantly, so it's easy for them shits to flow out. And like, you know, like growing up, it was always easy for me to learn stuff. Yeah. But so. it was easier for me to learn stuff if somebody did a song. Like, I had an English teacher who was like, a pronoun takes the place of a noun. And the whole class is like, a pronoun takes the place of a noun. Like, yeah. they need to understand the type of school system that we had to really understand why I'm, like, so going so hard about these kids. Because <laughs> what we had and what we have, uh-uh. We can't have that in the future. Yeah, but it, uh... See, for me, the those, so then now you cheating upon a whole nother conversation. Like. What conversation? For me, you know, like, I take things just like personally that ain't even about, like, you know, like, in the hip hop essence of things. Like, mm-hmm. I would look at it like, for me, like, there's, you know, there's, there's a systematic thing at play. Like, so. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, Schools will or will never be like you know of value, right? To black people, right? I agree. And we did that to ourselves when we decided we wasn't going to teach ourselves. Yeah, like, you get what I'm saying. Like, my think- grandmother always said that she was told if you don't want black people to know something, put it in a book because they're not going to open it to read it. And that's crazy, like, but the time that she came up in, that's something that was told to her. Like, she, that's what she learned to understand. 
And she always made sure that she provided me with knowledge because of that. And I'm so grateful for that because I really be like, like reading. I get curious about something. I want to find out if it's a book. Maybe there's an audible because if I'm listening to it while I'm on the go, that's easier than me sitting down with See, a book those nowadays. those types of things be like, those are, old, those are just older. Like, now, I get black people did say those things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's generations of people that like, mm. and I feel like that segregated, that that generation that was segregated and then ran into integration, right? And then stayed kind of like, what would that time be to like the '90s and stuff? I don't know. I feel like them. When they got integrated, like, that's when all those fable, like, lies was told to them as children. Right. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. because, like I said, like, if we was integrated, it's no way we create Black Wall Street or these other, like, types of things during segregation mm-hmm. or being not a part of the white world. We don't do none of these things being dumb people. Right. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day... If somebody, a slave was in a barn, right? And he was teaching people mm-hmm. how to read and write. Well, then that's a teacher. Right. And we was always teaching each other. And right. we was always like, so I feel like... It's always like, been each one teach one. Yeah, I be feeling I like... I be saying that all the time. I just feel like we're actually like the black person now with... All that's on the earth is actually dumber than the black person from the 1900s. <laughs> like, I don't feel like we're smarter than them. Like, I don't feel like we've done more actual reading or work than right. them. And we have less fear than they you had. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, it's crazy. So, oh my God, it's so scary. Me, that's like, what I was saying. So, yesterday was Halloween, right? Today is November 1st. This is how we buy a podcast. We smoking and debating, never hating. I'm sitting here with Retro Rock, and we just kicking it. You know, vibing out, listening to some tunes. Um, But yeah, it's just, I said yesterday, I was like, yeah, nah. It's spooky outside anyway. And now it's Halloween. I'm good. I'm just going to stay in the house. Then today I walked outside and I was just like, oh, it's so beautiful out here. Yesterday was just spooky. Like, no, like, that's what I mean when I be saying spooky. Like, shit just get weird. Like, it's a really weird time that we're in. It's like a lot of, I was saying to one of my friends, I feel like it's a lot of God complex things going on and not a lot of God. And that's the battle. It's like the constant battle because that's what's keeping us as crabs in a barrel as black people. Like, we just got to get back to the basics and we're supposed to keep it simple. But it's a lot of complex individuals who want to show they complex. You know what I'm saying? Like, too many leaders and not enough followers. Like, everybody is supposed to be playing their position. I mean, one thing, like I said, like, for me, time is time. Right. So for me, 
The only thing time ever did was bring technology. Yeah. To different eras. Meaning, like, humans were never made different. Right. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And no point in time was a human made different. Like, so the only thing that ever changed humans was technology or, yeah, technological advances that would hit the earth was the only thing that ever changed humans over time. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, our makeup is the same makeup, DNA or whatever makes a human body and these types of things of origin. You know what I'm saying? That's been since time of memorial. Right. You get what I'm saying? The same heart that's in me is the same heart that was in a caveman. Right. Like, you get what I'm saying? The same lungs, same liver, everything. So, like, like, I don't know, like, if I could say, like, shit is like, it's not weird to me, but I would say, In this time and era of like uh, a information-based world, they've managed to disappear. Still, a lot of information <laughs> that people right. of this era don't have. Right. Like, but the information so, that is there, we have to want to seek too. Like, I feel like as far as knowledge is concerned, we've gotten a little lazy with our brains because we've gotten comfortable in this space. Nah, it's just like it's too much. It's really too much to process. Yeah, I and agree. That's kind of more of what they banked on. Yeah. So you kind of gotta just like fall on the side of like, am I gonna care about the real real world, or am I gonna care about the social real world? Right. As a person. And they've convinced everybody to kind of just really care about the social real world. Like, yo, just care about your personal shit, your life, your social media accounts. Just care about those things. Like, don't really care about the real, real world no more. People used to care about the real, real world. That's why there was wars and uprisings and all kinds of shit in history because people cared about the real world. Right. Of what was happening at hand and what was happening to them all over the world. Now, we ain't look, been in the real world for like two years for real. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah. people don't really care about that shit no more. Like, right. And at that point, especially in America, that shit is just going to be a protest. Like, so that shit don't really matter. They've... You still hustle till the sun You know what I'm saying? They figured out how to, like... Hey! They figured out how to tame the world into a space of, like, yo, just protest. Throw rocks at us. Right. Shit like that. Like, all over the world, everybody is tamed to never fight anything. Right. That's a fact. They are tamed. And then as soon as one person break free, boy. Yeah. Boy, can you stop looking at me? Yeah, let me tell you. This was my song, okay? First of all, when I was younger, I was very much a tomboy. And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? So I was rapping all this stuff hard. (laughs) Like, yeah, every party after that, what? When I was in college, these songs came on. It was lit. 
What? Standing in the floor like, uh, oh, y'all can't even see me dancing. Maybe y'all get some visuals soon. But I thank you so much for coming through. I definitely do. This has been like a really dope conversation. (laughs) And we spent time. That was awesome. Yeah, I'm telling you, I be trying to get people to come through and talk to me on a podcast. Like like I was telling you earlier, like I feel like this is a platform where you can be 100% free. You can be authentically you. You can vent. You can say what it is, whatever you want to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you feel like you have music and you want to come bring your music because you're a new artist, like this is a space. Do it. Like... You know what I'm saying? It's not really a hard conversation to have. My couch is always open now. You know what I'm saying? Before it wasn't the case, but now it is. You know what I'm saying? I make sure you get a good meal before you go. You know what I mean? Chat it up. Get to know what's going on. Like, So you got anything else for us? Like, What else is to come? What you got in the works right now? Right now, I'm just like, you know, just working on a bunch of different, like, music projects, different artists that's, you know, around me, things like that. Yeah. Getting a lot of production things right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking to, like, trying to start, like, some kind of, uh, well, I'm not going to start. I am going to do, do a web series, but I'm not. I'm not gonna do it episode by episode, so be on the lookout for that. It's called Still Earning. Yes. You know so, still earning. And what do I tell y'all all the time? Okay? It's still money earning, right? And he got a web series coming out called Still Earning. Everything is in a listen, everything is in alignment. It's okay. It's okay. Just get on board. We all gonna win together. Okay, money earning Mount Vernon. Let's get back to teamwork. It does make the dream work. But I do want to get to a song. And then we'll come back, chat up for y'all. And then we're going to close out. Because Ruck is a busy man. And he gave me his time. You feel me? Can't take too much. <laughs> Let's see. Give me a song. What song you want to hear? He <laughs> thinking hard, y'all. Yeah, as wow. you had to see, the eyes just got cheeky. Like, hmm. <laughs> so do I want to? I want to go there or go there. I don't know where you want to go. Keep it rap or? It's up to you. Whatever you feel like listening to. What you've been vibing to lately? Because you know, this is how we vibe podcast. Right, so you already know it's your girl, Chris. I'm so here with really, Retro Rock. So realistically, what I've been vibing to lately, mm-hmm. and it, it is because of the show and all that, but I've been vibing into the woo, but it's not because of that. It's because I remember that time and space, like in life. Mm-hmm. So I was about, it's like 1992, 1993-ish. So I was probably about like, you know, seven years old, six, seven years old. Mm-hmm. And... I remember being in Harlem, mm-hmm. and I was with one of my uncles, and it was me and my brother, and it was like, 
he let us buy tapes. This is back, you know, you used to go to Harlem. You used to get like, the first <laughs> right. things out there, like Harlem Block. Yeah. that shit used to be in the nineties. Right. Who knows? Like you get to say because you just a little kid. So I don't know, but back then you used to go to Harlem in the summertime, and it used to be like these festivals, like, and it'd be like just nothing but I guess street vendors outside. You get whatever. Mm-hmm. But I remember I had got the Wu Tang album, and I got the Onyx album. But I remember having that Wu Tang tape. Into the 36 chambers and like just you know the way that shit was like just used to sound and the way it used to play on my radio and shit like that me not knowing or understanding nothing right but I remember my mother taking that tape from me <laughs> because of like you know the skit that was on right. and all and was like I'll fuck it right. I'll fuck it and she heard that shit playing in the room so she had like took that shit from me <laughs> and she gave it to my brother cause he was older anyway so I remember, yeah, your mother don't play forever. But I remember that. Like, <laughs> I remember that shit being like that. So that's how that shit was. Like, so it's just like just to see that shit now at my age, and think about that time in life of you being like that. You know, like that baby. Like people don't understand like how you look at your children now, or people may look at their children now, and they seeing their children sing a whatever, a Drake song or whatever, like it's seven, eight. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, people don't understand, like, that's like me. Like, with the arrival of, like, Snoop. Mm-hmm. Wu-Tang, Onyx, you know, Biggie. Like, those pop. Ah, what about nothing to fuck with? Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Like, yeah, you can play that one. You want to hear that one? Or what else? What other one you want to hear? Let's see. Right here. This one? No, nah, KDB also. So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. All right, y'all. So this is Wu-Tang Clan. Can it all be simple? I think it is. Y'all already know how we do things. Don't be worrying about no commercials. This is how we buy podcasts. It's raw, uncut, and authentic. I said we are being authentically us. <laughs> so we play from YouTube and we watch the videos. Okay? It's a whole vibe when you sitting on the couch. Visuals soon come. Everything was lovely, man. Everything was lovely, man. Yo, get the fuck out the way. Oh, shoot, what's that? Uh, and yo, go, show Ray. What's up with y'all, man? Y'all niggas. Hey, you know everybody's talking about the good old days, right? Yeah. Okay. Everybody, the good old days, the good old days, the good old days. Well, let's talk about the good old days. Life of a grimy, real art grimy, and others 
know the habits behind me. Day one, yo, growing all up in the ghetto. Now I'm a jet the ball metal. In Medina, yo, no doubt. The dog got crazy clout. Pushing him from down south. So if you feel me stacked up, better watch him back and duck. Cause these beans, they got it cracked up. Now my man from up north, now he got the law. As solid as a rock and crazy saw. No jokes, I'm not playing. Get his folks. Desert Eagle is joint and put him in the yoke. Dedicating that to money earning Mount Vernon. Bring back money earning. <laughs> Bring back money earning. So it's all like, about Mount Vernon. So when people say things like that, right? I don't never want to bring it back. Because I wasn't old enough to see it. Yeah. Like my Mount Vernon, my, my Mount Vernon is dirtier yeah, than I feel true. the town was for those people. That named the money earned. I feel like the town was cleaner. Right. Even for my parents. My mom and dad, when they grew up here. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, for me, when I say still earning, it's just because I don't want to be the, I don't want to rep that Murderville image. Like, you get yeah. what I'm saying? Even though that is what I grew up in. I grew up in the town. That's that, a fact, you know, but I'm over it. So, but I don't want to rep that. Image. Everything got its expiration date. I feel like that just should have been expired. So, for me, still earning is just like, all right, so it's still money earning, the, the cleanest, the thought that you can make money. But I am going to show niggas the grittiness of the 90s. Right. That we lived through. Yeah. I'm not going to hold you. For me, it's more about... The decay. Yeah. For me, I feel like it's more about a happiness state. Because with the decay, I feel like that's really where everybody kind of just started being like, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? When it was still money earning, it was like a good balance, I feel like. So I just want that balance back. Not necessarily everything that was going on, but just the balance of the city. Man, I ain't. Man. But also, for me, when it comes to Mount Vernon, I feel like we don't look at ourselves like how maybe a Wu Tang looked at Staten Island. Or like a Griselda looked at Buffalo right. and things like that. Right. Meaning like we need a, a group from all points of the city. Now they don't have to be a group in situations of that they're going to be a music group, but it has to be a group that would connect every point of the city because we have our own land. There's Mount Vernon, then there's Westchester County. Right. 
and then there's New York, right. and then there's the rest of the world. And inside of Mount Vernon, it will always be its own whole little world. So this at, is our little Black Wall Street. So I feel at that point, you would have to you would have to create something because this is a whole world in its own. You would have to create something that everybody would be allowed to be attached to. And then it's like, all right, well, if he deals with him, well, then they have no choice but to get down. And see, that's what I really want to do. Like, and that's and I what feel would like make a whole community. The first, but look, so I feel like the first step of that would be restoring the love of the city, right? When you restore the love, you got to bring back God. Now, I say bring back God, but I'm not speaking in a, a churchy manner. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about message music. You know what I mean? It's a lot of music now, as far as gospel music is concerned, that you don't even be knowing it's a gospel song. You feel me? That's message music. They still spreading the message of God. They still sending the love and vibrations. You know what I'm saying? But they may say God maybe once or twice throughout the song. You know what I'm saying? And it's like Ty Trebet is one of the first people who I realized was doing that. And now I see it's a lot of new artists like Lecrae. You know what I'm saying? Who's rapping. You know what I'm saying? Like you got artists like Jonathan McReynolds. You know what I'm saying? Who can do it all. You know what I mean? But then you still got those churchy artists like Atasha Cobbs or you still got the Leandrias. You know what I mean? Like so it's it's about having a balance with everything. I feel like when we had gospel choir up and running in the city, it was a lot calmer, even though it was a lot of craziness going on. We used to have those little concerts at City Hall. We had the concerts at the high school. We had the concerts at Graham School. You know what I'm saying? It was spreading everywhere. And it was people's children involved. And we had large choirs. So it's a lot of parents coming out. Yeah, nah, you could... You definitely... Like I said, like, but... But I feel like it has... Like you said, it has to be something for everybody. So artists in the city have to have the comfortability. You know what I'm saying? To... As far as their faith is concerned. To want to be a part, first and foremost. You know what I'm saying? And then once they're apart, it would just be a matter of making a commitment that what we're doing is for the kids. As long as you tell somebody that, as many people that's out here doing whatever, wherever, everybody got kids. Yeah, but I think once once something like Facebook, for me, the world is too desensitized and too selfish Yeah. for these acts or those types of things to ever really be pulled off again. Meaning like having... And that's crazy that you say that. Having like programs. Because like, I, I, I hear you on that. I can nobody, agree nobody, on that. Nobody cares But anymore. I also see that like, like it no, can definitely nobody cares anymore. change things. Because like, for one, everybody's everything. Right. Now at this point. Right. So... You know, like, and black people are really, like, pushed to a brink of, like, just not focused. So, the sense of, like, those types of things ever happening again, like, I really don't see. Like, people, like, black people are way too selfish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, people... Uh.
And now this is a this is a well put together intellectually intelligent black man talking to y'all and this is how he feel. I can respect it. I can respect it. Like now y'all see why you know what I'm saying? And this is not the dis I don't give up on black people. No, definitely. I mean, I, but I understand me, where you're coming go. from completely. This is not, you know what I'm saying? That's I, real. I'm not I appreciate to marry that. another race or things like that. But black right. people, like, in a whole, like, with everybody competing on these internet things and, and being a part of this world, people are missing. Yeah. Like, you get what I'm saying? People are missing in action. In the community. Yeah. Like, the community is only really outside at funerals and things like that. Other than right. that. Like, you know what I'm saying? People are missing in action. Yeah. In the community of things. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like I said, like, I don't, like I, I don't think those things can happen anymore. Because everybody wants to run shit, but they're not going to run shit. That everybody wants to be like at the forefront, right? But they're not gonna put that kind of work in. Like people right. just think like they not supposed to take no bruises. I agree. No bumps, like you know what I'm saying. People just think like if they do something, like oh I do this, I do that. It's supposed to be like it's supposed to just go right first yeah, try. Like, and that's not even right. how the world works at all. <laughs> like it don't work like that. It really, really don't. It really don't. Everything is trial and error. I was just telling... Remember I was just saying to you earlier? Everything is trial and error. Every business takes three to five years. It's a lot of trial and error. A lot of risks. Some losses. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit is real for real. And I'm noticing that now because I've made the decision to be an entrepreneur. If I didn't make the decision to be an entrepreneur, I wouldn't know. And that's just fact. Because I wouldn't have been thinking about it. You know, because I was in positions at certain jobs where I was comfortable. I was making a certain amount of money that I needed to live and survive. And I was good because it doesn't take a lot to make me happy. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. I can completely understand about being in that comfortable space. But in order to really be comfortable, you got to make yourself very uncomfortable. And that's just facts. That's just my opinion. But I do want to bring it to Heavy real quick. Because big shout out to Heavy Deep Park. That's the name of the park. I don't care what the name of the park is because I don't really know. But I go there to get inspired. And I sit there in front of the mural. And I write. So, I want to play this song because this is one of my favorite songs, period. Classic. This is when everybody was trying to play Mount Vernon like they ain't know where it was. (laughs) I was at school. And they was like, Mount Vernon, what is that, upstate New York? I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. So I used to play everybody this song. And I used to play it on my uh, radio show back then. Big shout out to SUNY College at Old Westbury for this media degree. I do appreciate you. This is how we vibe podcast. It's your girl, Chris. I'm chilling with Retro Ruck. We sitting here vibing. We smoking and debating. Never hating. Heavy D, money earning. Mount Vernon. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. All right, let's step right away to my office. All right. I'll show you exactly cold out here. what I mean. Okay, you up here where it's cold at. <laughs> you up here where it's cold. It's cold up here. Now, this is Mount Vernon, uh-huh. and it is hot. 
I'm not gonna hold you. That song just makes me so proud. It really just makes me so proud to be in Mount Vernon night. Born in Jamaica, Mount Vernon, I grew. What? Our little Fourth Avenue. Aww. Remember Shabazz? It's called Lorraine Park, and there's a mural on the wall of Heavy D in Lorraine Park, y'all. <sighs> when you really love your city, shit like this hit different. That's why I always be like, you know, you never know where you're going until you know where you've been. We can get back here. We can get back here, Rug. You know how I know we could get back here? Just to bring it to present date. Big shout out to Mayor Capella Gray. Did you see how many people came out for the Gallus video? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. They don't even come out like that for programs. And it was in COVID. We could definitely get back here. For sure. That's arts on third all day. Y'all make sure y'all go to YouTube and y'all type in Heavy D Money Earning so y'all can watch this video. Because we over here just like reminiscing. I can see it all over Ruck face right now. <laughs> and I'm talking to y'all so you already know. Hey. Oh, money. You know what we should do, Rob? We should redo this. What you think? It's a classic. We shouldn't redo it. Gotta let it be. You gotta just let it be. To be continued, it is. And look at that, y'all. We are at one hour. That was smooth? Mm -hmm. You felt comfortable? Yeah. Oh, thanks for coming through. I do appreciate you. Okay. Mount Vernon Nights all day. <laughs> every day. Okay. But I definitely want to thank y'all for hanging out with me. It's your girl, Chris. You already know this is how we vibe podcast. Make sure y'all go ahead, like, follow, share, whatever you want to do. We on Spotify. We on Anchor. Listening. If you want to send me some music, feel free. This is how we vibe at gmail.com. Once again, that's this is how we vibe, V-Y-B-E, at gmail.com. Go ahead, sing your music. I'll definitely play your music. I got some songs that I'm going to play from some people who have sent me music that I didn't get to play. So I got a lot of great things coming. It's season three, y'all. It's season three, y'all. It's season three. And I am so excited and so grateful. You want to plug? You want to, what's your email address? You looking for artists? What you need? Nah, right there, like, actually, like, I ain't even trying to act like, you know, I'm super. Got <laughs> shit going on like that. Like, so, 
just be on the lookout. Like everything I said, man, is who I am. Right. Still earning his his hair and yep. his total. You know what I'm saying? Be on the lookout for a web series. Be on the lookout for the music from me and a bunch of uh, other people, you know, of the town and stuff like that that I'm going to try some things with. And as far as like me producing and the executive producing some things, mm-hmm. you know, just be on the lookout. Like, just be on the lookout. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it here on This Is How We Buy podcast. Y'all make sure y'all keep rocking with us. You are appreciated. Um, I actually want to go ahead and go out to Pop Smoke. We going to television, y'all. You heard that song? Of course you heard it. <laughs> but y'all already know I've been going out to that song. I've been listening to that song when I'm in the streets. This is how I stay ready. Because it's spooky out here. Tripping. Tripping. Wild and on. New episode coming soon. Season three, baby. This is how we vibe podcast. We out. Two doors. 